Like I'm getting these pictures from my from my good friend of these of these goddamn kids that are just jamming up these toilets left and right. And it leaves you wondering, you know, if we had the added water pressure, if we had the added flushing power of, I don't know, say literally any other country that doesn't have these regulations, could we booty blast this poop down the tube faster and better? Welcome back to Privy and Happy New Year, everybody. Uh, it's 2023. It's hard to believe um, that we've been doing this nonsense for going on three years now. Uh, and something that I sat down at the end of 2022, which was kind of a it was a big year. Uh, and I sat down and I wanted to hear at the top of the show uh, before we get into because I know you guys are just dying to know about why the water runs slower now. Um, but I wanted to get back to the heart of Privy here. Why does Privy exist? And, and, um, it, I, and I've shared on, on the show a couple times and, and this might be a good, like episode zero, if you need one of those to tell people, Hey, start here. Um, I would go start and listen with Santa Claus, but that's just me. But the heart of this show is is it exists for bathrooms and history and culture and etiquette and all those things. Um, we love bathrooms here on Privy. We're recorded each each week from a bathroom. Whether we're joined by someone or not, we are in a bathroom. And it exists to have fun. It exists to hear from others. Uh, and, and everyone has a bathroom story to share. It's based on that premise that since, to my knowledge, we all go to the bathroom in some way. We all have a bathroom story to share. But originally, when I, when I sat down to map out this show, um, against all odds, it, it started as kind of a joke to have me go infiltrate some bathrooms. And we're, we're going to be testing some things this year, I think. We're going we're gonna to try some things. Whether or not they stick, it's going to be the year of trying things, 2023. Uh, but what this show became early on was it a show? It was a show that existed to build thankfulness. Um, as as we covered a lot of those early episodes, um, which we, I, it is also my intention to re-release the first ten episodes in some way, uh, as they are next to unlistenable. They'll still live where they are now, but they might get a rebroadcast. Um, but the show existed early on to build some thankfulness, um, because as you like as you use the bathroom you're just thankful that you made it you know what i'm saying and even if you didn't make it you're thankful that you had a target because for a long time in history people's target for bathrooming was the bush uh and so it exists to try to build some thankfulness and so we're going to take a moment uh each episode to maybe think about what we have to be thankful for from that episode but I also want to say at the front of the show here, it is also our intention as often as we are able to make Privy a, a, as family friendly, a podcast about bathrooms can be. Now, when there is some content that maybe is eh, iffy for younger listeners, I will do my best to give that content warning. Um, and I will also do my best to even put in the in the diddly do below uh, some some time markings if you want to skip those portions. 
Um, but as as is the case with bathrooming, a lot of the content material um, is crass and maybe is not for younger listeners. And so we want to keep the show family friendly while not limiting ourselves to not covering these big swaths of the bathroom world. And so we we will do our best if if that is the case for those episodes that do contain it to contain the e explicit tag you'll notice that we have removed that by default so um by default we're we're family friendly and if in the case where we are unable to you will know ahead of time and so as we look to the past and sometimes the future i'm looking at you nasa and as we shared each other's stories we heard we heard 12 different stories last year. Uh, and I, I want more of that for this year. And so if you have a story and you want to be on this show, send me an email, privycast at gmail.com. We'll set something up. Absolutely. Everybody has a bathroom story and we want to hear it. We reveled in the good and the bad. And the goal in all that is, again, that we might grow in a little bit of thankfulness. Like, if anything, for all the times we made it to the pot. And, and that we are able to keep pooping in the free world. And this is one of the other new things that we're going to test this year, <laughs> is, is acknowledging that that free world has not always been free, and it was not free to achieve. And so, with that, I want to introduce a, a, new, a new endeavor, as long as I'm able to do it, I'm, is writing a review. Now, You'll hear me say at the end of episodes, oh, write a review, leave a rating and review. Uh, and the reason that podcasts ask you to do that is because when you do it, it helps other people find the show. Now, uh, there is a part of you that has to be okay with putting your, if you write a review, putting your tag or your name associated with the show about bathrooms. But as I said, we're three years in and we're going to try to do some good. Um, and so from now on, those reviews are not, I'm not the only one who is going to get a benefit as, as privy and as a listener, you know, building that, that listener base of this show. We, we acknowledge that pooping in the free world has not always been free. And so every review left via, and, and if you're using some weird pod catcher that I, I cannot possibly track, um, I, I'm sorry. Uh, but the main two that I check that I know have ratings and reviews are Spotify and Apple Podcast. And so if you leave us a rating on Spotify, that preferably the five-star rating, um, we're going to donate some money here. Uh, and we're going to get to that in just a second. We're going to donate, I'm going to say, I'm going to say tentatively out of the gate, a dollar for every rating left on Spotify. Uh, and if you leave us a review that is a typed out word review on iTunes, that we're gonna we're gonna donate two dollars for those. So you can leave the star rating on iTunes. We'll do the dollar for those. Um, but we want to kind of incentivize you guys to do that, and we're we're gonna be donating that to the Wounded Warriors Project. Um, so in in acknowledgement that pooping in the free world has not always been free. And to many, it was very costly. And so uh, that's a little initiative. I'll be sharing more as, as time goes on. Um, and for those of you who have already left the reviews and ratings, we will be honoring those. Uh, and so I'll go back. I will take a tally of them. And here in the new year, 
uh, we'll be end of each month. We'll probably uh, check in on those and, and go to the wounded warriors and just send that straight over. And so um, please go do that and feel free to share uh, the show. The more you can share the show, the more people who hear about it and uh, yeah, leave us the rating and review and we're, we're going to send some love towards the wounded warriors. Um, and so with that said, uh, If you're interested, by the way, in overseeing privy stuff, let me know. Uh, we can talk. You know, I'm, I'm trying some Discord things, but I'm really bad at Discord. So if you have some, some skills in that, let me know. Uh, one other change here at the top of the show before we get into it is you may, and that may is a capital letters, and I have no idea. I'm, I'm learning. Remember, 2023 is the year of trying new things. Um, but you may hear an ad from time to time on Privy. I know. Um, but this is an endeavor to not just make this Wounded Warriors thing kind of sustainable, um, but also to expand a little bit um, in the ways that I can. This is my side gig. Uh, I This isn't even my side gig. This is for fun. Um, and we're not trying to make any money. Uh, the goal is to make zero money. But um, I, have, I have spent some money on some podcasting equipment and some software and so it would, you know, it would be helpful, uh, even if it's just to pay the subscription cost to keep the podcast up, uh, you'll be hearing some ads and I want full transparency on that. Um, and this is probably the worst thing to say before you say, Hey, we're going to start doing ads, but just use that forward 10, 30 seconds thing. If you, if you must, uh, yeah, it exists for a reason. And, um, yeah, so you might be hearing that. And uh, it, it is, I cannot stress, it is not a goal to make a trainload of money. Um, the goal is to make no money. And uh, yeah, it's just to try to, at minimum, break even. Um, but the show uh, and the basic stuff of this show, we're, we're not going to be charging for that. But this is one of the ways um, that we can do that. So uh, I just wanted to share those things. 2023 is the year of trying new things. Um, and so... Uh, with that said, it's time to it's time to get right in. You know, enough enough housekeeping here at the front. Uh, thank you, guys. In 2015, former President Donald run at it again. Donald Jebediah Trump told people in an interview. Um, with who? I don't care enough to look. Regarding what sort of policies he's going to overturn or revoke if he was elected. Now, we can look back either fondly or otherwise on that little bit of history that he would like to change something. What would he like to change? And, and he said that he would like to look at water regulation and bathroom water usage regulation. And, and when asked why, he said, you know, our water situation in here in the United States, the land of the free because of the brave, is inferior to other countries of the world. Now, he notes, we have restrictions put into our water fixtures and plumbing, and it really makes you shower for five times as long anyway. Trump said a lot of things during his time as president. And Lord knows the world does not need any more political coverage featuring him in any way. It's not what we're doing. But like, our former president came out and said that the U.S. water is slower than other countries, and we just need to talk about that. So, like, what is he talking about here? 
is this another kafefe or or is this like real stuff? Well, it turns out our former president may have been on to something uh, with this one because America's water pressure really is not what it used to be on the whole. Um, but to discuss this and how we move forward, we need to look at what in the flipping heck happened to America's water. Why is the water slower? Why is the water so dang slow? Our trip starts with the American buffalo, bisonous bison. If you're a science person, don't tell me I got it wrong. After the United States' westward expansion, I know, we're going way back, settlers had begun to settle and dwell from sea to shining sea. Now, as they did so, they began to use the resources that were present where they lived. Uh, and a lot of those resources were very novel to them, I, I might add. America's a big country. Um, we're, we're really wide, which is also kind of a comment about what's going on here. But um, we're, we're wide folks here. But one of the resources really got everyone's attention. Because as settlers settled, that's what settlers do, um, they hunted without restriction. And as a result, the bison, buffalo as buffalo, of, of the settled West began to decrease and it dwindled and dwindled with each hunting expedition to next to nothing. The bison are non-existent. And nowadays you got to go to like Yellowstone to see some bison. And also I've been watching Yellowstone and this is not a plug. Um, go do it if you want, go don't if you don't, but that show's pretty good. Uh, and somehow it does capture what it's like growing up in Montana. Like, not all of it. It's not all that scandalous, but like the atmosphere and just the general vibe of like, where in the heck is everything at? That's what it's like to be in Montana. Um, likewise, logging and other human interactions with the landscape left lasting concerns. There was this worry. We've settled sea to shining sea, but are we going to be able to live here now? Like, have we ruined it? And as we settled the West, and in many cases, you know, illegally did so, uh, how much of the West would be left? Like, are, are, we, are we doing something that is not going to be sustainable? <laughs> American settling. All right. Um, by, by the end of the 1800s, concerns had reached a point where the call for conservation, which is nowadays is plastered at every corner. Um, and I should say Again, I'm from Montana where I feel like I never saw anybody recycle anything except for like cans and scrap metal because you could get money for it. I don't remember having recycling bins when I was growing up. I don't remember having bins because we just hauled our trash to the dump ourselves. Uh, but and then I came out here to Oregon and they're like, there's like rules about how you wash your recycling before you recycle and this is not like a Hoover rant about recycling. Go find that on the internet elsewhere. But like, to me, there is just this barrier to recycling that is, isn't this, doesn't this actually cost more time, money, and resources to clean the recycling before I recycle it? I digress. Like we've come a long way in a bit over 100 years where now like, Rules about recycling are just plastered everywhere. And back then they were like, are we going to have enough buffaloes for tomorrow? But things started and were fueled by concerns about big companies exploiting resources and leaving nothing for the people or for the future. Oh, man. 
we're ringing 2020 in 2023 within in with that uh orange vanilla polar seltzer it stuff is just dang good um American conservation began really with a man named Gifford Pinchot, 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 who founded the movement in 1890 in order to improve the lives of common citizens. Now, um, and, and I think when you think about it, that's conservation that you can get behind. Improve the lives of the common citizens because a lot of the conservation that was happening was happening because big companies and industries were overusing, overlogging, and misusing nature um, for their own profit, leaving scraps and garbage for the common citizens. And so Pinchot's measures were had the common citizen in mind. That's me. And, and you know what? I, I, I like that. But later, he would be the first head of the National Forest Service under the tagline, the land of many uses. That word uses is important because notice Pinchot's vision of conservation in the United States was that we would still use the land, not abuse it, but that it would be used for the betterment of the citizens. Those of you who live in a part of the country where uh, you have trees that are regularly logged, go ahead and ask like literally any tree scientist about the importance of that controlled logging. Um, you'll you'll understand what using it means and not abusing it. President Roosevelt championed uh, the cause and pushed for the preservation of wildlife and created the National Parks Foundation. I believe that was President Teddy Theodore Roosevelt, but I'm not sure. Later, Franklin Roosevelt, the other Roosevelt, struck up the New Deal, which sought to kickstart the economy and create tons of jobs. One of the endeavors to do so was the building and maintenance of over 600 dams west of the Rocky Mountains. These would provide hydroelectric power, that is, water power, um, water converted to electricity. Don't worry, I told you that I wasn't a scientist, but I can suss that one out. Using our nation's waterways. Now, even in these, we're still using the wild for our purposes. But, there was a group on the horizon called the Preservationists, and they stood in contrast to conservation. John Weir, I think is his name, was a preservationist who opposed Pinchot's ideas that the nation's national components, natural components, are resources to be used. He believed some of these resources should be preserved, conserving the future, and, and they're put forth. And so... What this was is it was no longer, we're, these sections we're no longer going to use at all. In fact, we're not even allowed to touch it. Wildlife preservation. As larger settlements began to form, there was a concern about the water. Will there be enough water? Like, we already know there's not enough buffaloes. Will there be enough water? And will there be water in the places where water is harder to come by? With the advent of larger cities, which were being settled further away from water sources, concern about how to get the water there would continue. America, America, struggled for ages with clean drinking water, especially around those cities. And unfortunately, I ain't here to tout... There are cities today where clean drinking water is not a thing in the United States. Now, we are much better off than a lot of parts of the world and we've come a long way, but we're not all the way there. Around the 1940s, 
around World War II, people continued to move toward more urban centers, further increasing the toll on the water systems there. Movements to address this started as the Federal Water Pollution Control Act passed in 1948. Now, there, there was a lot of talk around this time about water pollution. And uh, to me, the best picture of water pollution is that scene um, in The Simpsons where they're just like dumping the uranium or the, the nuclear waste into the river and it makes the freak fish. Um, now, water pollution is a little more complex than that. But here we are. Uh, and and as it especially arose in communities downstream from these growing urban centers, these cities. And so in 1972, America passed the Clean Water Act, and it expanded the, the previous act um, from 1948. The goal of the Clean Water Act of 1972 was to regulate quality standards for surface waters. It is the means by which the Environmental Protection Agency implements pollution controls. Now, with it, you could no longer dump pollution as Mr. Burns did in The Simpsons. Man, it took me a hot minute to remember his name. Um, can no longer dump, dump, pump and dump. And in short, cities must undergo sewage treatment and receive grants for implementing that, that treatment into their city. The U.S. government during this time invested 60 billion dollars to improve America's water between 1972 and 1992. That's about three bill a year. In the interim, states passed their own water conservation members and measures. And one of these measures in the state of Florida, I'm not from I'm not from Florida. I my heart I I have a I have a family and a and a um fascination with florida but former senator former florida senator robert mcknight um to to lobby for his state's water conservation members sat on a toilet seat in his seat of the senate to promote water conservation policy i'll, I'll post pictures of this in the privy socials but populations continued to grow and as we moved out of the 90s, further preservation endeavors were explored. We have to preserve the watersheds. And in 1992, possibly the largest impact on our bathrooms arrived. No longer regulating things outside our homes, but the things inside our homes. In 1992, the U.S. government passed the Environmental Policy Act, settling setting a maximum on water consumption for toilets, urinals, faucets, and showerheads. You can no longer have that high-pressure shower that you used to have. I mean, you can have it, but every everything manufactured after this point is going to have to abide by these regulations. This is later updated in 2005 to reduce the flow of showerheads again. They also updated to, to sell and promote high-efficiency toilets and urinals in 2007. Official specifications of all these would be released in the course of a decade. And bathroom fixture manufacturers who wished to sell their products in the U.S. must follow suit. They must abide by these guidelines. Much of this was headed up and organized by the plumbing manufacturing... Manu plumbing 
by Plumbing Manufacturing International, PMI. And this, this regulation continues to be a thing in place today. And so with that brief, like, 15-minute-ish long look at about 150-plus years of American history, it would seem that our former president might have been onto something. Like, And that said, if you have a bathroom fixture where you are that was produced prior to 1992, you might have a bit more water pressure than the rest of us. Likewise, if the plumbing in your area is older than 40 to 50 years, you too might experience some added pressure. Now, as things continued, Pinchot's policies and belief continued to guide U.S. conservation. We're no longer seeking to use the resources for our benefit. We have adjusted to saving them, preserving them, if you will, even if that means our toilets suck at flushing. Like I'm getting these pictures from my, from my good friend, of these, of these goddamn kids that are just jamming up these toilets left and right. And it leaves you wondering, you know, if we had the added water pressure, if we had the added flushing power of, I don't know, say literally any other country that doesn't have these regulations, could we booty blast this poop down the tube faster and better? Like, I imagine you'd have to clean your toilet less often too. Before we close out this inaugural episode in short the former president was kind of right and he was going to overturn that and make our faucets i I, you know this is probably what it was i I can't prove this but i imagine he or somebody he knows had like some some dealings with some sort of a toilet manufacturing and faucet manufacturing company and if they had turned that over you would have seen people just sprinting to Lowe's to buy themselves a new fancy super flush toilet. They probably would have even called them that. You know what? If that ever gets turned over, you just watch. Wait for the super flush. It's going to just be like what the flush used to be. What the flush? Um, But yeah. Before we close out this inaugural episode of 2023, we should note that in October of last year, there was a news article written. This is Pooh in the News. You know, Privy's probably the only show where something that happened three months ago is even considered news. But this article comes from us to the e- from the EPA.gov. You know it's legit because it has the gov. The article notes that they're, quote, celebrating the 50th anniversary of the Clean Water Act on the banks of the Cuyahoga River. They list the key initiatives of the Clean Water Act, many of which we discussed in this episode, that led to the cleaner, more enjoyable water we experience today. In 1960, the Cuyahoga River, where they're standing for this press release, um, allegedly gathered, caught fire many times due to the level of pollution in it. You know, that's bad. Like, if your river or literally any body of water has so much just filth in it that it is actively catching fire, probably not good. Like, we can all agree that that's a bad thing. They mark 1972 and the passing of the Clean Water Act as the turning point. It's also noted this was a policy on which politicians from both parties were unified in which both parties have contributed. Apparently not anymore. Uh, They note the measure moving forward, including bipartisan infrastructure law and the Inflation Reduction Act are designed to help make steps to continue the work the CWA set up. That's 
that's political hoo-ha. Get on with it. So President Joseph Randall Biden proclaimed the junior. He's a junior, by the way. That's a terrifying thought. Um, said he, the president of the United States, in case anybody forgot, by virtue of the authority vested in him by the Constitution, whatever, and the laws of the United States do hereby proclaim. He proclaims it. October 18th, 2022, as the 50th anniversary of the Clean Water Act. Now, I'm not, this is not commentary. This is just me pointing out. If the Clean Water Act was signed on October 18th, 1972, it was the 50th anniversary, whether you proclaimed it or not there, guy. But he calls upon, quote, all Americans to observe this milestone, recognize the significant contribution the Clean Water Act has made to restoring our nation's waters and consider the crucial role clean water plays in each of our lives and recommit to protecting our shared water resources. Now, it's kind of like he's trying to create a holiday, um, but it's just calling us to observe the fact that a piece of legislature passed 50 years ago. And now... A moment of quiet to observe the passing of the Clean Water Act. Be nice if my shower had more pressure, though. This has been Pooh in the News. Wherever you land and whatever your feelings are on either of these past two politicians that we've talked about this episode, we can, we can be thankful for a couple things here. The first is we can be thankful for clean water. Like, we're not... We're not down downplaying that. I love tap water. I love a hose water. Give me some hose water. If they if somebody could design a, an attachment, it's probably just a hose. But like a small section of hose that gets the hose the hose water flavor out of my kitchen tap so that way I can have a glass of hose water every time. Oh, yes, please. Maybe it's the act of drinking it out of the hose that makes it that way. But we can be thankful for clean water. And if you don't have clean water, um, I guess write to your congressman. I don't, I don't know how to help you. Um, I'm sorry. But we can also be thankful that despite the fact that we have regulated fixtures in our homes, we still have fixtures in our homes. Like, they get the job done. Now, I would like them to be better, but here we are. We can, we can still find those things to be thankful for. This will bring us to the end of another episode of Privy. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm going to keep the end short here because I yapped at you for a long time there at the beginning. Follow us on social at PrivyCast, privycast at gmail.com for ratings, reviews, comments, episode suggestions, or if you want to be on the show or have a story to share with us, go there, leave those there. You can follow me. I'm at Owlet7 on all social media. Uh, and our music is by Kevin McLeod. And Poddington Bear. Thanks, Kevin and Poddington. This has been another episode of Privy. Thank you so much for joining us. Happy New Year, everyone. And now, as always, don't forget to flush. <laughs>